Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears, and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Happy first week of Lent, B. Is it too. Yes, it is. I know. I can't believe it. I got, okay, I got ashes at the beach. We went to on an impromptu beach trip. Um, And we went to this really sweet um, church that was right outside of Kiowa Island. And it was so precious. Like this older priest said the mass and I, we, we still can't figure out why they did it this way, but they did this really beautiful thing after they did ashes. Um, They gave us communion one by one in our pews kneeling. There were probably a hundred people in the church and the little priest came up one by one and gave us communion and it just felt very personal and like, it just felt like an encounter. And so it was actually a really cool Ash Wednesday mass. Um, But yeah, how was it for you guys? I've only seen that once and it doesn't even bother you that it's taking forever do you know what I mean like old me would be like I'm waiting in this line for 10 years and we still have to get ashes and we still because you know how long some masses can go but that there's something so beautiful about kneeling and waiting Mm -hmm. and praying it felt like Jesus was like coming to us or something I don't know it felt really cool um and it's so funny because I, I don't know if it was Mary Lenneberg. Somebody on social media I saw said, this is a very Lenty Lent. And I was like, wow. that is so true. Like wow. I didn't even give up a million things. I mean, I did delete Instagram and I'm only using the planner yeah. app for my personal. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm not going too crazy um, because it's already kind of a hard season. What about you? Yeah, same. I took it off my phone. I haven't been on it. And if it, something comes to me, I can go on. If it's for, you know, our podcast, our business, everything we're planning right now, we'll do that stuff. But it's been freeing, speaking of freedom. totally. And then also I've been reading about um, just giving up little self-indulgences, like, but not like there's nothing big. Like if I want to, you know, if I do something and I feel like I need to call someone out on it or Colin, you forgot to pick up the kids or you forgot to, you know, do this instead. You just don't mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. do the other thing, you know, the little self indulgences or do I need an afternoon cup of coffee? No, I, I don't. That. So you just try and remember those little things instead of saying no chocolate, exactly. no, this, no chocolate. <laughs> there will be failure. So, but you're right. It's already a hard season. And I think just what we all want is a deeper, um, interior interior life you know and spiritual and um, more reading and more prayer and we're making time for that and I love that totally and I've been loving our book too I also love that it's not like a traditional um, like Lenten meditation book or reflection book I really like that we just chose a book that we felt like we needed and that other people might need right now um, because it's really every page has been hitting home for me Mm, oh my gosh, so much. I I almost finished it and then I went back to read our first block of um, chapters that we're reading, you know, each week. And I just needed it again. I'm like, oh, I wish I could read I know all the words. Read, all the words. Sponge it up somehow. Um, it's been so perfect. I was talking to someone about Lent and how I'm like, you know, it's hard to pick a book. It's hard to pick a devotional. And she was like, well, you 
you should just pick the passion. Like you should read the Dolores Passion of Christ. I'm like, oh wow, why didn't I like? Of course, of, <laughs> of course, I should be reading the Passion right now. But there's something very um, perfect for our time right now mm-hmm. in reading about our interior life because yeah. that's the focus. That's all we have right now. There's so many outward things that we can't control, um, circumstances, yeah, that we can't control, and so the only thing we can control is the inside. It's it's so simple. Exactly. And for anyone listening who might not know what we're talking about or is jumping in late, um, we are reading the book Interior Freedom by Jacques Philippe. It's a purple cover and you can order it on Amazon or if you would like to get it at a discount, you can order it from the Catholic company using our code, which is Unraveled Podcast for 15% off. Um, but we picked this book because I think, Ken's, did you give me I can't remember if you gave me Searching for or Maintaining Peace or if my mom did. Of course, one of us. Um, no, yeah. Someone sent it. I think it was like right when you moved to um, Newport or yes. it was right after your, I think it was right after, was it right after your miscarriage? Oh, or no? Yes. no, it was a hard time regardless. And I can't remember if it was the seasons the boys were getting back from deployment or something. Yeah. And I sent it to you and got one for me too. And we all read it because it was so, sh- it's so short. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I have given that book away to so many people at this point because it helped me so much. Um, and I've heard, I've heard that from so many other people. So the other great book by this author is Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Um, but then the one we're reading is Interior Freedom. And the idea behind Interior Freedom, which I love that we're diving into because I never really thought about this, but it's the basic idea and premise that no matter what's going on in the outside world, the exterior freedoms don't really matter because what matters is what is on the inside? What is our, the state of our interior freedom? And when you think about, you know, people who are a- able to withstand, you know, the evils of concentration camps or horrible, horrible things that went on, um, a lot of people who had deep faith and deep interior life were able to, you know, overcome huge obstacles um, and and kind of like what we are all facing now, but in some cases, not even as bad as what others faced. So I've just loved diving into this um, and um, mm-hmm. just getting, getting into it. Especially, yeah, that first, those first 25 pages we're talking about is all like the beginning, kind of understanding what it really means. Like how I think most people, the concept really is, is like most people, think that it's all outside of us that nothing that happens to us is you know in our control at all and I something I remember reading in the book was like what did I wrote this out I said what does it mean to really lose your life you know how he says that he says God says or no there's a famous quote I think it's Saint Augustine um those who lose their life or no preserve their life will lose it and those who lose their life will save it mm-hmm. something like yeah. that right and so people who like wish to preserve and defend those freedoms will eventually lose it because those who, but those who are willing to lose it and be trusting in God will have the most beautiful life. And I was like, what does it really, really it's mean like true, to lose true freedom? Yes. And true uh, trust in his plan. If we do all the, you know, right things the things we talk about all the time be like our daily duties our um the things we can control and you know just exactly. like what what else can we do but you know and that's that's 
And I think it's also really um, interesting to look at the backdrop of society right now, like um, like not to obviously go down the political rabbit hole, but the presidency that we're dealing with right now, a lot of the um, a lot of the movements that are being pushed are are um, in the name of these exterior freedoms. You know, I want to live this way and I want to have these sorts of freedoms where I can be anything I want to be, do whatever I want to do be with whoever I want to be and just be as liberated as possible. And to me, it's mm-hmm. like such a juxtaposition because a lot of times um, when I have witnessed, you know, um, people making those choices in their lives, a lot of times those people I would kind of categorize as the least amount of interior freedom, which is like not mm-hmm. needing to, you know, feel that you need to tell the world that this is how you want to be. And, you know, um, I don't know. I just think that this is a very countercultural idea that we can be interiorly free and not be so worried about having the freedoms that the modern world, that the external world is telling us. Um, and so, you know, freedoms that I think that come to mind are, you know, um, redefining the family, um, redefining gender. I mean, all of these things that are just, um, it's like hard to almost wrap our heads around that all of these things are happening, mm-hmm. that we're, that in the name of freedom, we're changing the actual essence of what it means to be a man and a woman. Um, in the name of freedom, we're destroying lives, you know? Um, and in the name of freedom, we're, we're doing all of these kind of radical things that um, to me would lead an individual farther and farther away from that interior freedom, which is living the way God intended you to live. Um, and it's not to place judgment on 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 people who go down that wrong path. All of us go down wrong paths all the mm-hmm. time. I mean, before we started recording, um, Ken's and I were talking about um, just like times in our lives that were like dark times, and we didn't have that interior freedom, and we still are, you know, longing for it and seeking it out. But I think when you make your own rules to me, it's like you have that least amount of that interior freedom because you're kind of leading your own path rather than um, seeking guidance from like our creator, essentially. Amen. It, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's it's crazy how relevant it is in this time. And I think the root of it is we think we need so many choices. Like mm-hmm. we think that having exactly. all of these choices in front of us is the definition of freedom which we talk about this in the church all the time like freedom is with i don't want to say the word yes. restriction it's not restrictive at all but it's at, but with boundaries if you don't have boundaries then you can't experience true freedom and even in the book he talks about two people it was like ellie something from yeah Auschwitz, um, and then therese mm-hmm. of Lisieux. and i didn't know this as much about therese but her world was so small and she spoke I know she spoke so beautifully and highly and big about her small small space like physically small it was a small space it was just a small garden and she acted like it was it knew no bounds you know because it doesn't matter where you are um or you know what you have what you have like we want all these things those will fill us those will make us happy if I you know yeah, can try everything in the world, then yeah, I'll be happy. And it's not that way at all. It's just, he gives you exactly enough, more than enough. And 
it becomes so selfish and fearful when we um, think we need and anymore. It takes totally. I think all of us too can fall into this because like the examples I named, someone might be like, well, well you've never walked that path. Like you've never had, you know, sexual mm-hmm. confusion or anything like that, which, which is a struggle for many people. And so I'm definitely not downplaying those as, um, you know, uh, selfish journeys that people are just choosing to go down. Um, there's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of struggle there. And so I'm definitely not saying that that those individuals are, are putting that upon themselves. But I think all of us can have, like you said, this tendency to want choices and we want what's better. We want the next thing. We want to move to that city that's going to make like ourselves and our spouse feel like, okay, this is this is where we need to be and this is where we need to start our lives. Right. Or maybe as women and as mothers, we're like, okay, I can't have that other baby because, you know, I just got my body back. And so I have to think about like, what can I do to, you know, um, space out or just limit, limit my family. You know, I think these are all, these are all thoughts that all of us can have sometimes. Um, and that's an example of something that I think that, as a new mom and and a growing family, that's an example in my life where it's like sometimes I struggle between I'm I'm in I'm literally I feel like I straddle the line of like I want to have a million kids and then on hard days I'm like oh lord please don't bring me <laughs> don't bring me anything yet you know mm-hmm. but then I catch myself mm-hmm. which I did recently because we do want to grow our family but there have been some some really hard days recently with having you know back to back toddlers where they just they they're just ruling the roost right now it feels like and so these <laughs> fears come in and I feel like I feel like the growth is when you realize where the fear is coming from. And so I'm not saying, oh my gosh, I'm perfect and I'm without fear and I'm without these thoughts. I think the one growth I can see in myself is that I recognize it and I'm able to see it and say, okay, this is not of God. Like God doesn't want us to be fearful of things. He doesn't want us to be stressful and we have to trust him that he's going to give us and our families, whatever it is that he knows is going to bless us. Um, so I think it's just like a uh, self, what's self-awareness really. It's, it's good. You pointed out like the root of it for everyone. It is fear. And with fear, the truth of it all is we're mostly scared leading up to the actual event we're never actually fearful in the event because you can't be it's presented itself and it's there and it's so true why do we want to control so much of our lives same here that is such Mm -hmm. a mom thing in general like like how can i even have any more kids i could barely you know get myself dressed in the morning that is like my house is a mess but he always Mm -hmm. provides and there's always room for one more kid and he always gives you more. And then you think of the times you do control yeah, so many times and um, they did not work out and you weren't happy. That's the other thing. You're never actually happy with yeah, what you did exactly. in your way. And I heard this late, recently, Bridge. Oh, maybe it was from, gosh, I don't know who it was, but someone was talking about crosses and how we're all given different crosses and how we like will look at other things say, oh, I wish I didn't have that. I wish um, I didn't have so many kids. I wish I could have more kids, whatever it is. And um, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, whatever it is. And, and, and this person said, never give away your cross because God will give you a harder one and you wow. will not make it. Whoa. I was like, 
holy cow so it's like don't wish yeah. on your own cross i'm like dang how many times do i do that in a day where i'm like if only i had so this, many then it would be easy you know it's all about the ease why do we want things to be easy easy easiness exactly. never brings joy it just doesn't but we want it and so I love that quote, be in interior freedom. I don't know um, where it is, but it's, I think it's St. Francis of DeSales. And he says, we shall steer safely through every storm. So long as our heart is right, our intention fervent, our courage steadfast, and our trust. Wow. That's beautiful. I need to like literally write that and put it on the wall. Because I was talking to Johnny about this too. and, And all of this is connected to interior freedom. So I really feel like I'm not just plugging this because it's our book study, but this book is so mm-hmm. relevant to right now because right. I've given it to everyone. And, and it's already. awesome. We are, we have like what, 20 women that signed up to be a part of it. Um, and, and two men. men. What? Holla. Holla yes. at the 10% Holla. men. Girls. 10% listeners. Yeah. Guys, we see you. We hear you. Um, we are here to support you too. You're here. Um, you are welcomed on Unraveled. <laughs> Um, But no, I was talking to Johnny about stress and how like recently I have just felt so stressed, but it's not one thing. Like I can't pinpoint the one thing. It's just a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like talking through it with him and I was like, well, maybe it's partially what's going on in the world. And then this fear of like, I have to protect my family. I have to control what I can control, which is my own little family. And there's nothing wrong with wanting obviously to protect your kids and to be, you know, to, to be safe with your, with the people you love. But at a certain point, it's like you've, completely lose that that essence of interior freedom when the fear takes over to a point where it's like crippling you know and like all we're doing is thinking like okay what's next what's the next catastrophe you know what is the next like thing a natural disaster that's gonna you know hit texas or wherever or my state where i live and our minds could just literally go and go um but I think that's where we have to take a step back and say, God is in control. We can't just be the type of Christians and believers that say, like, we say that in church or we say that in our prayers, but we actually don't believe it. And mm-hmm. that's when I had to stop myself. And he had to remind me too, like, okay, you need to actually walk the walk, Bridget. Like, you need to put your faith where your mouth is and say, if we really truly believe what we believe, then God is in control and we have to give the rest up to him and just kind of go with it. That's so good. And uh, something about that, that I read in this book and it landed differently than all the times we've heard it before. And it's the present moment. Mm-hmm. We don't have the future and guess what? We don't have the past. I think I always knew like we have to let go of the past mm-hmm. hurts and the past things, but you also can't live forward in, in any of it. It's just so why it, it feels so impossible stepping away from the phone helps a lot i think you know this rush of like um i need to do this exactly. this and this all the time or you know and just being in the present moment whatever is there and those are the most special special times and it's kind of a relief too like oh okay 
it tomorrow is sufficient, you know, tomorrow exactly. will take care of itself. Tomorrow will have its own problems, but I can't. Be and there. I notice I'm that here. the moments that I do just decide to be present and not worry about the next task, the next thing on my to-do list or the million things, like as we're planning this retreat, like we were just talking about how there's oh so many things we have left to do. And, but then I'll have like my son being like, please come read this dinosaur book with me. And my mind is thinking about ordering the decorations or whatever it is, but I'm just like, okay, no, like I need to sit down and read this book with him. And then that's when like the peace washes over you and you're like, the other stuff will get done when it needs to get done. This is what I need to do right now. Even though it seems so small, it seems so trivial. It's not because in those moments you're building relationships, you know, and bonds. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, I think that you're right. It's like, we have to find a way to be like anchored in the present and not so worried about the future and, and also not living in the past, like you Mm -hmm. said, which are, are both both hard equally hard. Yeah. It's like a balance. It's, it feels impossible, but you're right. Taking that one, that's a whole self-indulgent thing too, Bridge. Like, I'm not going to think of this. I'm going to offer that up to God and I'm going to go sit with my son and love him and that moment is going to give me all the graces like you just said like how huge is that and don't even worry about it and then when you have the moment to go back and worry about decorations you don't because you're like oh that was so lovely i'm gonna you know be be with this person now it's just crazy exactly and also it is a lesson in trust like it's a lesson in like I have to trust that this is all going to get done, that this is that God's going to find a way that obviously I'm going to be prudent and try to be organized. But if I am being called to do something else in this moment, I have to do that. Um, I actually just found the, the page that you were talking about with those who wish to save their life will lose it. So I was just going to read that because I, I actually underlined every word of this page. So, um, Okay. It's page page 15, um, the top of 15. And it says, in other words, people who wish to preserve and defend their own freedom at any cost will lose it. But those who are willing to lose it by leaving it trustingly in God's hands will save it. Their freedom will be restored by them infinitely more beautiful, infinitely deeper as a marvelous gift from God's tenderness. Our freedom is in fact proportionate to the love and childlike trust we have for our heavenly father, which is like what we were just talking about. All about what you're saying. In my entire which is too. so funny because I think this is <laughs> what we so all need right now beyond planning a retreat or ordering decorations. I think the bigger picture of that is there are so many people right now that are worried about losing their freedom, their freedom to go to church. I mean, like one pastor I think was just like jailed or something in, in Canada. Um, but there's just all oh these gosh. crazy things happening right now in the world. And that um, I think that if we dwell on it, too much, we could start to feel like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to lose my freedom. Tomorrow, you know, I'm going to be forced to to take something that I don't want to take, or or my kids are going to be forced to take it, or whatever the fear is in your mind. Mm-hmm. I think that this book has been mm-hmm. such a reminder to me that we really just have to lay it all down, and that's when we're going to feel the peace wash over us. Yes, like a child, mm-hmm. like a child, always. Why is that always, always the line? It's so true. It's so beautiful. Laying it all down. No kid is worried about it. You also posted about a beautiful quote that maybe you could read 
it was literally, I think this was my favorite quote in the whole first portion, which um, today we're talking about pages one through 25. Um, yes. I think it was on 13. I don't know if you want to read that, but this is a beautiful quote. I, I wrote it down um, in my phone too. And it's actually two parts of the quote because it was so long, but I loved it so much. Um, so I broke it up, but I would read, read maybe just read the beginning. It's such a great quote. And it's also like, we've been talking yes. about like the heavy stuff of giving up that external freedom. But I think that this quote beautifully expresses like how our lives can look when we find, when we seek this interior freedom. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I think I know exactly what part you're talking about. Okay. Yes. So it said, we were not created to lead drab, narrow, or constricted lives, but to live in the wide open spaces. We find confinement unbearable simply because we were created in the image of God. And we have within us an unquenchable need for the absolute and the infinite. That is our greatness and sometimes our misfortune. We have this great thirst for freedom because our most fundamental aspiration is for happiness. And we sense that there is no happiness without love and no love without freedom. This is perfectly true. Human beings were created for love and they can only find happiness in loving and being loved. As St. Catherine of Siena puts it, man cannot live without loving. The problem is that our love is often goes in the wrong direction. We love ourselves selfishly and end up frustrated because only genuine love can fulfill us. Mic drop. I go on and on with another quote. But like, how good, how good was that? And then I said the next part, B, where it's, in other words, people who wish to preserve and defend their own freedom at any cost will lose it. Totally. Because it goes together. It really does. And I think a lot of times we, um, we're so worried about holiness. I, I remember like a few years ago, I was like, wow, I need to be holier. And then I was reading more about the saints and I was talking to different people about it. And again and again, I run into this thing and it's not holiness we should aim for. It's love. That is it. We can only love and holiness will come or it won't, but as long exactly. As loving, and that sometimes it. is the simplest, but hardest thing to do. Um, and, Ugh. but I just like loved this quote so much, like rereading it after you posted it. And then when I read the book on my own, I just, I, I feel like it's almost poetic. Like we were not created for drab, narrow, or constrictive lives, but to live in the wide open spaces. Like I just, when I so think beautiful. of that, I'm like, that is what I want my mind to be is like a wide open free that space, you know? Um, and then for it right. to also go into right. like, that's because we were created um, in the image of God, who is the ultimate creator. And there's so much beautiful literature out there, especially for artistic um, individuals, creators of any kind, that to think that like we were made in the image of God, and if he created the world, then we have a piece of that creativity in us to create whatever it is that we're meant to create. And in a lot of ways, like that could be the way to find that freedom that we are seeking. Like, you know, we have an episode coming up about, um, about this idea of the holy burden. 
um, with Brendan Gotta, who's awesome from Gotta Be Saints. But it's this idea of like sometimes we feel like there's this burden on our hearts because we were made to to put something out there and we have fear or anxiety or feeling like you, you know, you're not good enough or the work won't be received that you end up not putting it out because of all those fears. But then when you read this, it's like, no, like we were meant to live these big lives. And a lot of times our own fear holds us back from stepping into that, our own insecurity. And that's what we're going to talk about a lot on our retreat with these women is like, how do you let go of those fears or those things that you've been holding on to from your past that are, are inhibiting you from stepping into who God made you? Right. It, it is poetic to be said it because wide open spaces, like, and I think this is where we get confused in um, the opposite of freedom. Like we need money. We need um, fame. We need all of this. Mm -hmm. That's not wide open spaces. Wide open spaces is within us. It's wide open spaces to build the castle in your heart for God to reside in so that he can, you know, make you so in him, in his image. So it comes with ease. Like you said, it's your burden, exactly. but it comes with And ease. it's like in all these endeavors that we've been doing, like, yes, they're hard, but the fruits of them are so, um, I guess, life-giving that even in the hard moments, it just, it propels you forward. It's something that you're just so excited to work on, so excited to wake up and do that, um, you know, God wants that feeling for all of us. And he never wants something that we were doing or working on to feel like, you know, it's this negative. Yeah, exactly. Drab, like Drab. going back to the quote. So I just love that idea that mm -hmm. if we are pursuing this type of interior freedom, that everything is going to fall into place. But it's almost like having that priority of working on ourselves and our interior life, the external things will come. Like people who are like, I just want to find a husband. I just want to, you know, I just want to finally have a baby or, you know, I want to find my person. It's like those things will come as soon as you have an ordered interior life. And at least that's that's how it happened for me. Um, not that it was perfect, but I was just even giving God an inch when at first I wasn't giving him maybe anything. And then as soon as I started to crack open that door and try to open up my life to um, being more focused on him and, and ordering my life in a new way, that's when things started to happen. And um and it's the same with our podcast and everything that we're growing now. It's like you give give God a little bit and he is going to give you back tenfold. That's true. Amen. I love it. So whoever's reading this, thank you for joining yes. us. We're so excited. We're 25 pages in and then we'll read the next 25. If you're listening to this and there was a part of the book that resonated with you, uh, please DM us. We would love to talk about that and add that into the discussion for next week. Should we pray, sis? Yes, please. Awesome. In the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you so much for this time together. As we grow deeper in relationship with you, help us to lean into that childlike trust and grow further into how you were creating us to be. You know us and you see us and you love us. And we don't need to try. We just need to be in your presence. Please bless anyone who's stressed right now and give them that sense of peace that only yes, you can Lord. bring. 
give us the grace to finish our tasks and the ones that we don't let us know it's okay we can go back to them tomorrow thank you jesus for everything you give to us to live in abundance according to your will amen amen Thanks so much for listening. And if you aren't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast. And if you could write a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.